also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I, my God. I eat you have a name for it. Listen. <laughs> And I eat it before I leave the parking lot. And when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the okay. core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where did you think it was going to go? All right, um, chapter something. I'm expecting you to know. Sixty-eight. Jeepers creepers! It's impressive <laughs> that you knew that very fast. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's going to be a fun one. It's uh, very random, but uh, Danny had a pretty cool idea. Uh, I can't take full credit for it. Uh, just take credit. Nobody, I mean. I was on the tweeter today, and uh, some of the beer guys, like crappy writers and whatnot, were sharing this post and then kind of doing their own iteration of it. Uh, the guy that I specifically saw was David Nilsson. I don't know. Is that how you say his last name? I think no? so. Uh, he's a big fan of ours, and he's a big fan of Cato, and then Oktoberfest, he's supposed to buy our beer quite a bit. Um, yeah, it's a really cool idea. So, when he had this idea, um, we thought, what better than to share this topic, discuss this topic behind mics with our friend Gnarly Gnome? Yeah. Uh, we've kind of had this in the works. I mean, we've been trying to hang out for a long time. I knew that we could just get behind mics and it wouldn't matter what we talked about. Right. We'd have a good episode. But as soon as Danny asked me that question, the mind immediately went to, I'm not going to share. You don't share. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it tonight with yeah. Gnarly. You like, we like kind of were like itching towards talking about our list. I was like, no, no, we can't do this. We have to have this conversation behind mics. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm pulling mine up here. So um, did you, okay, true or false? Gnarly, you, you got a heads up that we're going to be talking about this, right? Yes. Okay, yes. so you've compiled this your list. This would have been really difficult had I not gotten a, some kind of a heads yeah, up. You're, that, hey, you're welcome, was, by the way, because Danny was just going to jump this on well, you. Well, I gave you the option. I was like, should I, should I tell you or should I have it as a surprise? And I think I'm happy I told you guys because this would have been a tad harder had we not had a yes. heads up about and, it. And what would have ended up happening is we would have had dead air and we would have given half Too much answers. Thinking. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yep. This gives some time to prepare. I feel I have the best list. Without even knowing y'all's list, I just feel like mine will be the best. Okay. So the gist is you have to curate a tap list. And these are the only beers you can have for the rest of your life. You get 10 draft lines. So it's Ten not, beers. So it's not, you know, it's not the 10, your 10 favorite beers. No, it's, that's the, different. That's a different that's question. Completely different. Very different. Very, very this different. Is, these are I, the only, and I think, this, I think that's the caveat from what I saw on Twitter today. These guys were all just building their, like, dream tap list, right? This I thought would be a fun caveat because I wanted to curate a tap list of these are the only beers you can have for the rest well, of your life. And it, it needs to be said beforehand, these are not my favorite beers. These Correct. are not my favorite breweries. These Correct. are just trying to put together the the tap list for the rest of my life if I have to put together 10 beers, which is very difficult. I know. The way I dissected it, I was like, all right, I need to find like my favorites of every style. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yep. And just fit it all in. And I feel like I, I'm, like, salivating in my list. I, like, typed it out and everything. I threw another spin into mine, too. So all of mine are local because that's that's my hey, thing. That's, we were hoping you were going to do that. We honestly hoped that that would so, be what you yeah. did. Within that, though, I didn't want to repeat breweries. So there were, oh, there okay. were some where I had two beers from one brewery on my okay. preliminary scribbling on a piece of paper So ten list. different breweries? So ten different breweries. So there are other beers from breweries that probably could have been on the list. Yeah, I got you. It's not fair. Anybody that's listening to this is angry. It's not. It's not fair. (laughs) I I also have to say that Simpsons totally did this first. Did Uh, they really? Well, no, not actually. Simpsons, us, Cincy Brewcast. We did Uh, back in 2015. A little little bit different. We did 2015 the uh, Cincy Craft Draft. And the I way, see. I love that. I need to listen way, to the episode. The way we did it, it's it's fascinating. Twenty fifteen is now. pre me knowing about Gnarly it's, Gnome. It's also pre a lot of breweries. Like there just yeah. wasn't yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, so we did it. We built a tap list between the three of us, and just kind of went around each person picking one. I think that original one we had to have a certain percentage of local, certain percentage of regional, and then national brands. It was very complicated. Um, Then in 2016, we did it again, and we thought it was really cool because, man, it's 2016, and look at how many breweries there are in town now. There's like like 20 breweries now. (laughs) Hey, I I wouldn't mind if you got some people on and did that exercise again. I had it on the calendar to do this year and just could, Mm -hmm. like like right around the, uh, the football draft. And just couldn't get it together with the schedule and everything. But it will be a little bit different when I do it. Oh, um, for sure. And I want to format it like a draft. Like yeah. You have to put your list together. And as you're going around, if somebody else picks one of your beers that you want on your, yeah, dra- your draft list, it's, it's gone. I <laughs> love that. Yeah, I'm so in on it. I, uh, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be cool. And then maybe even like... Um, make some kind of game out of it afterwards where then, you know, you have to, everybody goes in and compiles untapped scores or something from their draft oh, list that cool. they ended up with. And then there's a way, I don't I love know. it. I don't know. There's I love it. something that one of these years I'll get it together. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so, so how do you want to do this? Should we just do like well, one at a time each or do we all run or do we each run through our new, no, 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 no. Yeah. That would be just a lot of each of us talking. Each nope. time. Okay. So I, I am guessing here. All right. So I'm going to drive this. Yep. And when I hit a snag, we'll deviate. Okay. But I'm guessing that all of us have a light beer on your list. Yes. Yeah. So let's start there. What's your light beer of choice that's going on your tap list? Okay. So here, here I want to give a little preemptive thought process for how I did this. Okay. So I broke it up into five different categories that I felt like I needed to hit on my list. Okay. The first category being, I, I labeled it this verbatim, crushable everyday sippers. Yep. My yep. first crushable everyday sipper, and this would also, a fun fact, be my beer of choice forever if I only had one, would be what I'm sipping on right now, Rally Cap. Okay. It, and for the record, my list is not all Sonder, but there's a good amount of on here. Uh, I just love, I, I think Rally Cap is the perfect lager for me. It's crisp, clean, has enough hot profile for me. I feel like I could drink one and appreciate it or have 12, and it wouldn't weigh me down at all. It's just the perfect lager for me to have on a draft list. It will never get old. It will always be my everyday crushable sipper. I have two that kind of fall into the the lighter kind of side of things. The I one, actually have four. One is very similar to that. I went Westside's Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, another really great Pilsner in town. It uh, it's a little bit crackery and just crisp mm-hmm. and just just you could just drink it. All that is day a long. great beer. 
I also ran into a problem that when I was sitting there brainstorming this, I started picturing myself on a desert island. Yeah. And I know that that wasn't part of the thing. Yes, yeah, so you I, end up with more light beers than you, than you wanted. <laughs> so I had to go back and add some heavier ones. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, I went with Voss. It's 97 degrees outside, too. That, that yeah, certainly is, is leading it to me as well. Yeah, Voss is... Voss I, is I saw choice. that one coming for you. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know... It was, it was minus 450 in Vegas that yeah, Justin would have yeah. Voss on his uh, top 10 draft list. By a mile, the Sonder beer I've consumed the most. Yep. Um, my light beer of choice, if I'm drinking a pitcher or a leader, mm-hmm. I'm going to that. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, to me, it's just my staple, right? It's my go-to. So Shout if, out to one of our newest uh, employees, Macy, our marketing manager, um, she was trying to make her way through the tap list so she could have an under... She's had a lot of our beers before, but she wanted to kind of get a gauge of, you know, what was on the board. She, like, went Voss, Blanc, I think you betcha, and then just, like, has been exclusively drinking Voss ever since. She, like, loves <laughs> that a girl. It. Yeah. That a girl. <laughs> um, okay, so so if we're going to stay on the on the lighter end, do you have another light, yeah, light-ish? You, yeah, so, I mean, I have four light beers. So why don't we... Why don't we go to um, another light beer that's on your list? Okay. So I have um, Post Shift Pilsner from Jack's Abbey. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. An all-time beer for me, and I think it's the perfect complement to Rally Cap because it just has that tad more hop character to it. I think I could have two or three and really enjoy them. Uh, they wouldn't be crushers like Rally Cap might be. Uh, I love the dry hop profile of it. I think that it's super snappy for a Pilsner. Just overall, really one of the first craft lagers I ever really enjoyed. Okay. I've got a uh, an oldie, but a, uh, a, a one that's near and dear to my heart. This one is not available anymore. It doesn't exist anymore, so it's also not fair to put it on my list. But yeah, no, whatever. Gnome sent me a text like, do these beers have to be in production? And I was like, no, I have like a bot- or a barrel-aged beer on here that yeah. like technically will never be made again. So. Well, there are some, and there's beers that look like barrel-aged beers that maybe aren't available right now. Mm-hmm. but that are kind of still maybe going to be made again. Mm-hmm. But then if you're going to do that, then how is that different than a beer? So, this amazing I universe we're I living in. I cheated so much. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went to uh, to Blank Slate and got okay. uh, out and about the Goza. Nice. It was still is probably my favorite Goza that I've ever had because mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't super tart. It used just, you know, just that little bit of tartness to kind of just make it really crushable and just a little bit of salt to it. It's very similar to a very light lager to something that just... You just want to keep drinking tons yep. and tons of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that type of beer like brings you back for more every time too. You just that like fresh tartness. Um, I was out of town this weekend. I was up north, and there's a there's a little beer bar up the place where we go, and they have a fridge behind the bar with a bunch of stickers from places that have sent their beer there. And one of the stickers that's always there was from uh, Old Firehouse out in Williamsburg, mm. yep. which I don't know if you guys remember when they opened. They opened with a Goza that they kind of modeled after Scott's, oh, and cool. um, it was called Hoser. And okay. still, there's still the sticker for it on the side of the fridge. And every time I look at it, it just you know brings me back to like that that era when Gozas were just kind of you know popping back up here in the United States, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and people yeah. were trying to figure out what people wanted Goza to be. I think we're kind of getting back into that a little bit. I think a lot of people are looking for that, like, session, wow, session, sour, say that five times fast, uh, (laughs) style beer where, you know, it's not overly tart. It's just something that you can have a lot of, but it has, like, that crisp kind of, you know, salinity to it. Yeah. Um, So uh, 
Voss, in full disclosure, Voss is pretty much my only... This is just a list of Voss. <laughs> <laughs> I want ten draft lines of Voss. Voss, uh, Voss with lime. Uh, cucumber Voss. Uh, no. Um, so I don't have a like a another light... Uh, what what m- mm-hmm. most would consider a light beer, right? Well, I will say you have a much more broad spectrum of beers that you regularly drink than I do. Absolutely. Just yeah, wait. I, you both do, actually. Uh, so I'll go to my next one, and I know both of you are going to have a, this style on your list as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll kick off what you guys can go with next. Oh, I know where you're going. But I have Sondra Oktoberfest. Yep. Um, also on my list. Um. Do you have it too now? I don't. Oh, I, okay. I don't have an Oktoberfest on my list. What? I have wow. something. You're like Mr. Oktoberfest. I, I know. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I have something similar. Just when though. you think you know a guy. <laughs> I know. What? Well, here, I, have, I have two similar things. You know what? Your list now, to me, your, your list is in question. <laughs> I have two similar things. I was going to lose it if you had Sounder Oktoberfest because I, I might as well just go next. I also have Sounder Oktoberfest. I thought you mine. would. Yeah. Um, most people who are in these walls every day. I would imagine would put our Oktoberfest in their top five. Yeah, years. I mean, the best way I describe it to people is that it's the perfect marriage of the two popular Oktoberfest styles, where you get that incredible malty flavor from a Martzen style, but it drinks like a fest beer. It's almost it like does. A, it's like a white beer that doesn't skip on flavor. And it, I, I sound like I'm doing like a macro beer like commercial right now, like beer that doesn't <laughs> skip on flavor type thing. But like this Oktoberfest, like <laughs> got to put that on our cans or something. That's perfect. It's, it's true a, though. It's yeah. It's such like a um, you know. I think I think a lot of macro beers right now are trying to market their beer as having more flavor because they're trying to compete with craft. But uh, I think our Oktoberfest is just genuinely a beer that I could have a lot of and not feel overwhelmed, but it's still just as packed with a ton of flavor. Uh, big fan of it. So, yeah, that's uh, also on my list. To me, that's what you want out of an Oktoberfest. I One agree. that during the day when it's hot outside and the sun's beating down and you something that you can just sit there and just, just drink a ton of and it's still refreshing. But then as the evening kind of sets in, the sun goes down, it gets that little bit of a chill, kind of like the, the shorts and a hoodie kind of temperature. Yes. You know, yeah, like yeah. that, that yes. mix. the best type of weather. Yes. And then that beer just completely changes its personality and becomes yeah. something else. And uh, to me, I... You, you don't get much better than that. Well, I used to always find myself... With that being said, I didn't put one on the list. Right. <laughs> I used to always find myself, like, trying to find, like, fest beers if I'm at an Oktoberfest festival, just because I know I'm going to be having a bunch of them throughout the day. Right. But if I'm purchasing a six-pack and I plan on having just one or two in a night, like, I try and find, like, the more... A Martin. Yeah, like a... Yeah. a, a he- not a heavier, but, like, a more nuanced, more flavorful style. Not that Fest beers aren't flavorful, but just the two different variations. I, I appreciate both, but I think ours is a great marriage. I feel that. So what's yours that's closest to so that? I have, I have two that are close. I will, I'll say uh, Gustav from Taft's, their Vienna lager. Okay. So kind of crushable um, lager with a little bit more flavor than a Pilsner. Um, it's... Again, I think my mind was stuck in this desert island. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted yeah. something. So you didn't go full flavor, Martin. You um, just instead went Vienna lager. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, Vienna lager is, is fairly close. A lot of Vienna lagers are fairly close to a lot of fest beers, very similar. Um, so that's kind of where my, my mind was. I can get behind that. Uh, I, it, and then you have I a second also, one. I, I also struggled putting an Oktoberfest on my list right now. Heading into Oktoberfest season, I do a big Oktoberfest showdown every year. I can't start picking a favorite right now. We're, we're That's getting fair. ready to head into That's this. fair. You, you were a little strategic <laughs> with, with not putting one in there. Okay. I can get behind that a little bit. So with um, that being said, if we can 
shift the order here a little bit and I'll go two in a row. Um, I do have one that kind of fits into that same love that I have for Oktoberfest and that's Bach. I put Oof. a okay. Doppelbach on my list. Okay. So complete other end of the spectrum from light and easy drinking. This is a big giant beer that'll just kick your ass if you have too much of it. Um, Slayer Raider from uh, Alexandria. His Doppelbach is amazing. Okay. And, uh, it, it landed right in there. So, I mean, maybe I could blend the Vienna Lager and the Doppelbach and create something that is a little bit... Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? It's your dream tap about list. Blending. You start blending your tap handles, and all of a sudden, you've just expanded That's your, just ten li- your ten tap list yeah. into something considerably more. We're going to need to take like a four-hour break really quick here, because I need to rework this entire list. <laughs> yeah. to, to make a bunch of beers that you can just start blending? Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, all right, uh, Danny, go ahead and give me your next one on your okay. list. So the last beer in my Crushable Everyday Sippers list was a beer that absolutely blew my mind. Uh, I was not expecting a whole lot out of it. I, I honestly just ordered it out of curiosity. It was at GABF uh, on our way to GABF uh, two years ago. It would have been 2019. Uh, we stopped at Crooked Stave in Colorado, and I had an oak-aged Hellas. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It blew my mind. It really didn't have a whole lot of hop character. It was just a very crushable Hellas beer that was super light, but it carried so much oak flavor in it that I just I didn't even know how they packed it in there because it, it still just drank like a really great lager, but like the nuance and like the developing flavors as you took a sip was so cool. I had to like take a step back. I was like, I need to make sure I appreciate this beer while I'm here. It was super good. There's and I feel like that, like that group of four – like crushable lagers, like a good group for me, where you have like the everyday one in Rally Cap, uh, the slightly hoppier option in Post Shift, uh, the Oktoberfest. It's one of my favorite styles. I had to get one in there, and then just this nuanced oak aged Hellas that I think was so cool that I don't think it would get old type beer. There's a whole world of wood aged lager out there that I've never gotten really the chance to dive into because there's not anybody doing it consistently around here. Did you ever try um, um, Undignified when we had that on tap? That right when you got yeah. the first thing in the fooder? Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, that, that beer was barely, there was like, bar- like, I think it was on for like a month after I got hired. And I just don't think I uh, like had the appreciation for it that I would if I had it now, like two years later. Over two and a half years later. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with I that. I loved it. It was delicious, mm-hmm. but I was in my baby stages of understanding beer at that point. Yeah, for sure. I would love to see somebody that had the space and, and, and the capital to dedicate an entire fooder just to something in their lager program. I think it'll be so much fun. Yes. It's just not a lot of people thinking. <laughs> yeah, and like that type of thing worries me so much because it's, yeah. it's, it's a big batch, right? You have yeah. to make sure it moves. Well, and, and, and the infection side of things, too. You know, as soon as something gets in there. Uh, right. What the hell do you do with that? You, I guess you just move it to your your sour program. Right. <laughs> yeah. Call it a day and get right. another much, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So you you all have given more than me. So I'll I'll kick off with yeah, my next yeah, one. You're up next. Have you given two? Yeah, I've given two. Yeah. So give two because I've given four total. So we'll go on to what I believe all of us probably have on our list is something hoppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, is that is that fair to say? No. Yes. I do think you have so. something uh, on the hop spectrum. Uh, yeah, I certainly do. Actually, no. Nothing hoppy. I have nothing hoppy. I just realized that. Well, I'll go ahead and give mine, and then we'll just pass you. How about that? <laughs> uh, I went, um, you betcha, obviously. Yep. Um, our staple beer, uh, number one seller right up there with Voss, but um, I just think it's 
I'm obviously a homer. We wouldn't be able to do the show if I wasn't a homer. Um, so I have to have it. But I will say this. I'm, I'm going to caveat this. I do not have 100% Sonder beers on here. Um, so I just want to I want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you betcha, um, especially as our team just evolves that recipe. Yeah. Um, without compromising any of the flavor, it, it is as flavorful, if not more so, than the day we opened, uh, and is more crushable today. And that beer, I think, and we're seeing it right. We're seeing it in consumer trends. We're seeing it in in on Untapped and in social mm-hmm. media. Consumers now. Um, as, as our team really leans into that style and uh, becomes more versed in it and what they're doing and how to make it uh, a little healthier for you, um, a little more crushable. For me, I went on a wave. We opened. It was fantastic. I mean, we've talked about, for those that don't know, go back and listen to the You Betcha podcast. It's oh a riot. <laughs> we should do a re-up We it, should. We will. Long, we yeah. definitely will. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's... It's a great, great example of Chase and I's personalities marrying together as we, as we began to open something that Chase took the run on, not having a ton of experience, but I love the style. Mm-hmm. I have faded on that style a little bit, but now I'm back in, and I, I'm, I'm drinking you betcha a lot again. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I have that on my list. The other one I would have... Hold on, can I give you a ticket yeah, on you betcha? Yeah, come on. It's really funny. I'm going to talk on two sides of my mouth here, uh, but you brought up Untapped. So we take everything with untapped on a grain of salt. The way I view it as a marketing guy is that it's another touch point with our consumers, right? So like I toast a lot of our uh, check-ins. I comment on some of them. I make sure to engage. And it's something that I try to keep up with as far as like posting the, um, you know, the description of the beer, having the right ABV, having the picture on there. So it's easily findable for people. Um, but at the same time, it's not gospel for us, you know? But I was always so mad for the longest time that Ubecha's rating on Untapped has been 3.89 for like a year and a half now. And I was like, man, there's so many check-ins to this thing, it's never going to get into the three nines. And then, like, I think it was Friday, I was, like, popping through on tap. Did it happen? It's, it's at three nine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, come on. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, a That's lot. That's big time. People have been loving that thing, man. And I think as we expand, too, you know, now that we're in northern Kentucky. How and often does that happen, too, that beers go up it takes a like lot that. when you have as many because check-ins as I, would, and I, I mean think, I would think they would start high and then kind of just they do that, that is simply what happens and I mean I'll, I'll do a quick check here but it's by far our most checked in beer and it's not close I'll give you one guess Justin what our second most checked in beer is I would have never guessed this but it makes sense after mm. I say second it. most checked in I'm gonna say because immediately my head would think Blanc or Voss but I'm gonna say Cato it is Cato nice because it's never left the board yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you betcha has six thousand five hundred eighty-eight ratings. Cato has two thousand two hundred seventy-three. Wow. wow. Yeah, and three point nine zero. That's awesome. Which I was like super stoked about. I was like, that's I think, awesome. Like people are continuing to love that beer, and as we continue to grow and as we continue to produce more beer, the quality hasn't gotten worse. Frankly, it's, it's, gotten, it's gotten better, considerably yeah. better. And not that it wasn't good to start; it was. It was fantastic. Yeah. But are just it's just it's like anything, right? The more you drive a car, the more comfortable you are driving that car. Our team is now on our on our system in year three. They're more comfortable with the nuances of it, right? Yeah. They're more comfortable with what we're doing, especially on a style that continues to evolve every day. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, that's awesome. You need to share that with our team yeah, at our sure. next meeting. That's yeah. that's a big win. Yeah. So sorry um, to cut you off. You're that's next. okay. I'm really glad you shared that on the podcast because that's like just complete unfiltered emotion. That's pretty yeah. cool. And it validated your point. Yeah. 
Uh, my next one, what's the opposite of big, juicy, hazy, fruity New England IPA? Big, dank West Coast IPA. I went okay. to, to our very first beer on my list that's not a Sonder beer. I went Pliny the Elder. Yep. Um, that was so I saw a bunch of the lists from the beer writers today. A lot of them had that on there. And, and for me, I was back and forth between Hetty Topper and Pliny the Elder. Yeah, Hedy, so I'll get into Hetty Topper later. I don't have it on my list, but I got to like 16 beers. I had to cut to 10, <laughs> yeah. and Hetty Topper was one of my cuts. <laughs> I also had Julius on there and yeah, cut that out. Right. And, and frankly, I just did that because I, Pliny is so opposite of what you betcha mm-hmm. is. Uh, so I just wanted, again, this is our dream team tap list. Right. If I'm not feeling the, the fruit character of you betcha, but I want something hoppy, pouring a fresh Pliny the Elder out of a, out of a tap would not suck. It's funny. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it, 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 Pliny's always been disappointing to me. Because is it because it, it's overhyped? Yeah, because yeah, you know I, I hadn't had it for years, and by the time I had it, there had been how many other you know double IPAs out there that well, are... Well, just kicked up to this whole other level. And so that's a great they point, right? Because by that, and I get that it's important and it was for its time. It was incredible. But every time I've had it, I'm like, Oh, this is just disappointing. Also, <laughs> also like, so keep in mind too, I always have to think through this, that beer for you to consume it here. It's had to have traveled sure. 3000 sure, 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 miles. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe properly, maybe not. Right. Um, maybe fresh, maybe not. Um, I had it on tap in California. The second time I ever had it, and it, yeah. it I, I vividly remember that. Yeah, um, the thing I think about when I think of that beer is that uh, there's something to be said about it being the gold standard of that style. Well, well, and and leading the charge of what that was for the industry. So, exactly. so that's what it is for me, right? I and, and you mentioned this kind of as a caveat when we started here, gnarly. This is not necessarily my ten favorite beers, right? But I'm I'm looking for if I have ten taps in my basement of yep. all styles, and I could go pour anything. And, and a lot of and, and we'll start to get into it now. For those that know me from our podcast, they could probably guess. I w- I would say they would easily guess three of my next six beers, just because a lot beers for me elicit a moment. They elicit a memory. They elicit sure. something. Right. This is one of those. Pliny the Elder was like the first beer I ever remember when I traveled for work, tra- tracking it down. Yeah, and I didn't even like. To me, that's a huge part of what beer is, is, is kind of capturing those, those moments in, a, in your glass and, and giving you a, a really easy way to recall some of those memories and to share those with other people. But um, I didn't take that into consideration at all with my list. I take it into consideration a lot when I'm drinking. Yeah. yeah. When I was putting this list together, when I'm sitting there in the basement just scribbling on a piece of paper, I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, and so I don't think you have to, right? That's the cool thing about what beer is. Yeah, but yeah. I want to redo my list. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Uh, keep your list intact for this conversation. If you want to edit it when we, when we post the podcast, yeah. it might be kind of funny. I'm going to post some graphics of our list. Yes. and you I'll, could, I'll do your list, my my list, Gnome's original list, and, and then, 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 then list. scribbled out 19 times. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Are, you, are those your hoppy options? They Justin? are. What do you got? So I've got two hoppy options as well. Same thought process, different uh, conclusion. So for, I went, for, 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 Sorry to cut you off. No, I good. just want to caveat this. I have one hoppy pale ale. Mm-hmm. See, okay. So, so let's keep let's keep with you, and then I'll throw this in there. Yeah. This would I would say this beer I may have missed. This might have... For some, might even be considered a light beer. Gotcha. So, um, so I went with my favorite IPA we've ever made, Hundo P. It oh, is, I love it. It is the most drinkable double IPA I've ever had in my entire life. It hits 
everything I'm looking for in a beer. Yep. I know a lot of people will tell you, like, it's funny because, you know, we do a lot of series here at Sounder, and I love that about us. And the thing that, that sparks is, like, that internal debate of, hey, do you like Mella or Bella better? It doesn't mean you don't like the one you like less, but right. it's it's a cool idea of, like, oh, which one do you like better? I think a lot of people are comparing Hundo P and Certified Heater. For me, Hundo P was so soft. It was just an incredibly drinkable beer. I loved how hoppy it was, but it didn't give you that hot burn. And it was just my favorite IPA we've ever made. And to so not the opposite of it, but a more drinkable hoppy option for me is Daisy Cutter. Okay, I would bet. I would bet if if my li- if my wife did this list, Daisy Cutter would be on her list. Daisy Cutter. It's it's funny. I like freaked out. I was in Indy this last weekend for a bachelor party, and I made the first beer run. And I was grabbing a 24-pack of macro beer, and I, like, just perused the craft beer section just for funsies. Did they have you know? 12s of 12 bangers of, of Daisy? Uh, no, they just had four-pack 16s, okay. and I grabbed one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, that beer just doesn't get old. I think I could, like, again, just the gold standard of that style, in my opinion. Uh, I, I could drink it every single day, not get old of it, and it's the perfect hoppy uh counterpart for me to hundo p that's a great list so yeah. far you've got a great list so far yeah every time you've listed a beer i've gone hmm good beer that's, that's good <laughs> that's good <laughs> so those are my hobby options same idea where i wanted two very different hobby options yeah but uh maybe it's me being you know the craft beer nerd that i am uh i didn't feel like i needed a west coast that's like never really jived at me so I feel like I have to follow up. I've got to give my I got I'll give a fifth here, mm-hmm. and then we'll let gnarly catch up. Yeah, I mean, what what kind yeah, of imbecile think, doesn't have a hoppy beer on his I, list? I think I'm at six. <laughs> I'm just not a huge hop fan. Like, that's I mean, fair. I'm that's, not. That's, that's I'm not, not a fair to huge say. hop fan either. But I there love, are times that I, mean, I, I I crave it. Obviously, hops are important in every beer. I'm not saying that I don't like hops. I just hoppy beers just. It, when I think of what I just want to drink a ton of, it doesn't even pop into my head. And these were beers that I'm, this is all I get to drink for the rest of my life. It doesn't, sure. it doesn't pop into my head. I bet you listeners of this podcast are shocked that I only have two IPAs. Maybe. Yeah. Let us well, know. Actually, Contact one us IPA at Sonder Brew. And a pale ale. Yeah. So, all right. I'll, I'm going to go ahead and go to my last, what what some would call hoppy, some might not. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't even know what you're going to say. Yeah, you do. For those that, th- I mean, this might as well be a drinking game in podcasts in which I mentioned Midwest Haze. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't I, think about Midwest definitely Haze. A hoppy that's a beer. good one. Do you think it is? Yes, yeah. Okay. I, I think it's a pale ale, which I throw in the hoppy category. Okay. That one could have been on my list. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. Uh, uh, that, that was a, by the way, that was in the 16 for me. So Midwest Haze for me, um, what I would say to this, this is, this is the first time in my list I would say this. Firmly, if I had to pick my favorite beers ever, Midwest Haze is in that list. Yeah. This isn't just on my list because it, it fits this game. It actually is one of my favorite beers of yeah. all time. Um, and I will push heavily for us to Absolutely remake that beer. delicious. I can't wait for it to come back. Yeah. Uh, just the melon character in that. I mean, goodness so gracious. Unique. I have a lot of friends that are like loose craft beer fans, you know, that, you know, they come up here to visit me or they come here to check the place out and they grab that and... They still to this day, like, bring it up, like, hey, when's Midwest Haze coming back? Some of them even, my buddy Clay, who works at Cintas down the street, he comes for happy hours here all the time. Uh, and every single time he'll send me a Snapchat, he's like, I wish, I wish Midwesterner was on tap. <laughs> Midwesterner, he still calls it Midwesterner. Yep, he does. That's an OGer right he, there. He knows the name is Midwest Haze, but he likes calling it Midwesterner just because he knows the, like, shit. <laughs> that I can't it. say it? Midwesterner? Yeah. Well, there's that, too, yeah. 
Uh, all right, Noam, go ahead and kick us off to the next style. Uh, one more, of, of one more thing about Midwest Haze that I love so much is just how much it changes, too. 100%. Um, not that I'm encouraging saving your IPAs for a long time or anything, but it, it just it drastically changes the, how that, that tastes, and that probably makes it a good pick for something that is the only thing you can drink for the rest of your That's life. That's a good point. That can kind of evolve. Maybe change. if you had to put some thought into this list. It, well, it all right, let's. Uh, do we want to go something? Do you have any sours sour? on your list? Of course, I have sours. Yeah, on so list. I don't have, have any sours, so you guys can. Knock all right, those perfect. Out. So let's. I have, I have one more actual sour. Out and about, I guess, could have been considered a sour. Um, Urban Artifact, of course, local. You you know, there's there's not a lot of places that have devoted themselves as much to sour beers. They have. Of course, there's Stegosaurus. Um, it's uh, one of their um, spontaneously fermented dinosaur series beers. Uh, with cherries, it is okay. absolutely incredible. It changed my opinion about cherries and beer, and I could drink it every single night. It was cherries so a tough good. one for you? Yeah, it always tastes like like cough syrup, like medicine. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of medicine. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I think never I liked it. I, I feel similarly. Uh, yeah. when, uh, there are some times where I have a cherry beer, and I'm like, "Daggone it, this is so good." It happens to me more often now, but when that beer came out and the first time I had it, I go. I do like this. I do like cherry and yeah. beer. And then since then, I found lots of other ones that do that. And, and one thing I've learned from Chase throughout throughout this journey of Sonder is is the quality of fruit you put in your beer matters. It makes oh a my huge gosh, difference. Yes. It yeah. really matters. And 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 I think when you have um, it's so not easy to high tell quality adjuncts, it, 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 yeah. it is. I remember the first time I had. So it was uh, Cincy Craft Beer Week, the first year we lived here. So. Uh, it would have either been 2012 or 2013, depending yeah. on if we missed it in 2012 when we moved here. And uh, I was at Keystone in, in Hyde Park. Did you see they're closing again? Yeah, RIP. Oh, yeah, T's and P's. Or closed, I guess. I think it is closed at yeah. this point. I'm not certain. But but I, we were th- my wife and I were there, and I had uh, bourbon barrel-aged cherry stout from Bell's. And Ooh. that was one of the first cherry beers that I remember having saying, wow, it, it doesn't taste like... I'm sucking on a penny, right? Like that right. iron character. Right. It also doesn't taste like Robitussin. Um, I, I vividly remember it. Um, also, um, I had a beer from uh, Central Waters, cherry stout from Central Waters that was really good. Uh, now, conversely, I've had a lot of cherry beers that, that <laughs> I've aren't. Had, I've had a lot. We won't name those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one that always shocked me as far as fruits goes, the difference in, in good fruit and and not even fruit. Um, <laughs> strawberry kind of blew me away. When so, oh my gosh, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. When I, I first had real strawberry and beer, I'm like, oh, oh, this is good. Yeah, <laughs> but, when, but but you know when it's not, right? Oh, it's it's yeah, it's it's shocking the difference yeah. between fake and real strawberry. I've maybe only had two or three, and I've had a lot. Strawberry is one of my favorite fruits, but I am 95 percent of the time disappointed in the beer. Is strawberry frosted your least favorite frosted? Um. Maggie's going to kill me for this, but it's either that or Concord. Uh, see, I liked strawberry, but a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Uh, um, even our even our strawberry frosted was a tad ripe for me, but it ended up... And we used real fruit. Oh, yeah. We would never You know, we would never fish. not. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that strawberry in beer is tough to... With that being said, like, there are beers with fake strawberry that I'm okay with when I know it going into it, and it, it, it's just, it's different than, mm-hmm. than real strawberry. I... You know, I, we'll get, we won't name names, but I, I keep, are, I keep pushing for us I, to do a strawberry kiwi beer. Ooh, that would be good. I love kiwi. And, and Chase loves kiwi, too. He does. There's, there's two things, right? So, so kiwi has those very small little seeds 
that would be very tough to filter out. So, yeah, so, so likely you're going to have some <laughs> seeds in there. Also, there's the fear of, of what strawberry tastes like in a finished product. So who knows if it'll ever happen, but I keep pushing for it. Um, is that your only sour beer? Besides out and about, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I leaned a little. No, I, I think I'm still pretty well-rounded. I have uh, I have two. Okay. Um, so I am, if nothing, Gnome, I am a creature of the moment. There's There can't be a lot of dark beers on your list, then, if you... Uh, I have three. Okay. So I have I have two sours left and three dark beers. All right. Okay? I'll just go to my sours, and then we'll I'll, I'll jump in when we get to dark beer. Um, Fafoon from Cantillon. Um, apricot sour. Uh, again, this takes me to a moment. Uh, it's a fantastic beer, and I love it, but uh, as Danny has talked about and mentioned on the podcast, and I actually have shared multiple times... Uh, I actually, Liz and I had a Cantillon beer for each of our four children. That's super cool. Um, we, I, I've had Cantillon in my cellar for years. Many of them Liz has found and bought and give, gifted to me. And we had a different Cantillon beer for each of our kids' uh, births that I snuck <laughs> in a backpack into the hospital. <laughs> I'm familiar with that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I delivered beer to <laughs> you when so your child was born. My, my first kid, um, the the beer memories I have from, this is going off topic, but that's, you know. That's um, what we do here. Uh, I drank a whole bunch of, I think I had a bunch of Ryan Guy's dad left over because it was, you know, the stereotype. Oh, my dad. Yeah, of course. I didn't even put that together when you said it. I was like, oh, you just had like a good beer from Ryan Guy's so His kid was born. My, my, it's, it is a good beer. It has nothing to do with the club. It just it was the stereotypical, this is what you're supposed to bring. Um, my Woof, s- right over my head. My second kid, I messed up entirely. We thought we were going to be in and out of the hospital. It was in the middle of COVID, so we yep. thought that uh, we, they would get they us in and out. They weren't going to keep you in there. Um, yeah. We got stuck in there for a little longer than we should have been um and i ran out of beer i had a, i had a backpack full of beer i had a nice little cooler stash i'm like this will be great you know I, I i know what i'm in for this time and of course you never know what you're in for so i was there way longer and i was talking to Justin. he's like hey what hospital are you in yeah <laughs> delivered him like a case and a half like, of beer i'll, I'll be there later the so hospital. my 100 my memory of kid number two was sitting there in that room, rushing back upstairs and cracking open a crowler of food or funk. Oh my That's God. right. It one was food of, or funk. One it of, was fruit punch food or funk. Oh, one of, what an elite beer. <laughs> <laughs> what an elite no one beer. loves. I, I wish somebody loved me as much as you love fruit punch food <laughs> or funk. Can I edit my list? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it. it really is amazing, though, how like those beers like just attach themselves to those situations so much. So Fafoon was one of the beers we had for one of our kids. I'm not going to say which one. I don't want to make it seem like it was a favorite because that's the one that made my list. I'm going to out it to your child (laughs) when they're older. Uh, I just, it's my favorite Cantillon beer. uh, And because of that, I had to put a Cantillon beer on my list. So, uh, and because it would be awesome to be able to pour Fafoon straight out of a tap. Uh, would be awesome uh, for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> right. um, the other one, and this is where I get it. Cue the jokes. Uh, I'm a creature of the moment. Oh, I, yeah. The joke is always that I have 16 beers in my top five. Um, it's not overly wrong. Like right, I have a right. tough time narrowing it down. Uh, but Bella is made my list. Um, and, and Bella made my list because uh, not because it's named after my daughter. That certainly doesn't hurt, but not because of that. It made my list because I know I keep saying this. Now, Danny, I feel like at this point you have to know this is different. A lot of times a new beer comes out. I love it. We t- well, whatever. 
this is different. This beer, I'm telling you, uh, if Cincinnati gets their hands on this beer. It's a monster. It is. It is. New Glarus raspberry tart meets insert something here. You know, the traditional uh, Canteon type sour. I mean, it's it's and it's a little bit different than last year. So last year when we released when we released Bella last year, it was a great beer. It, it was a fantastic beer. Many places held their kegs and released them late just to 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 be able to have the exclusivity of it. And and I love that. Uh, this time I think the be- and 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 Chase talked about this on the podcast. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to last week's episode. Um, it, it is a little bit different in process, and what it did was it really blended the tart and sweetness out. It balanced them out perfectly. Um, you don't get too much tart that you can't drink a four pack, and you don't get so much sweetness that you can't drink a four pack. The reason truly that I put this on my list. Fafoon, I'm going to have one, and I'm going to go to Voss. That's just that just is what it is. I'm going to have that that Cantillon sour, for sure, and then I'm going to go. I'm going to go on. Bella is a sour that if it's 90 degrees out, I'm drinking a four pack. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, I it mean, is yeah. that kind of balance. And I can't. I fr- frankly, I can't wait for Sensi to get their hands on this beer. It's out now. If you haven't had it, it's going to be gone relatively quick. I'm sure it's still on tap in the tap list at the time. Oh, for sure. Of of listening to this, there's probably cans, but there's probably not a lot. Yeah. Um, it is. It, it it's, you know. And Danny, you talked about this on the episode of that podcast, which is dropping in real time for the three of us. Well, right but now. but for those listening was, to this, I was gonna say like you're telling. Oh, <laughs> I, I stay pretty up on that. <laughs> for for those listening, it will have been a week removed. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so you talked about this on this episode that it's your favorite fruited sour we've done. Yeah, straight it's up. It's Chase's sour. favorite fruited sour we've done. It's your favorite sour. Yeah. It's Chase's favorite fruited sour. It's by a mile my favorite fruited sour. It's right up there with Saison de Punchum for me. Yeah. Um, but it is. Uh, it's just. It's a special beer. Yeah. It's, a, it's really, really good. Yeah. The and color's it, beautiful. Um, and the thing that I love about it too is that you know our brewers are the best at this in in the city, in my opinion. Uh, they didn't overfruit it for the sake of that's overfruiting right. it. That's they, right. They didn't. It's pack. not chunky. Yeah. It just doesn't pour like a smoothie. Luke well, didn't, there's Luke, Luke didn't pack a ton of lacto in it, or um, right, or um, Brett in it just for the sake of doing it. It's like, you know, it's an incredibly drinkable and nuanced beer with a good amount of raspberry flavor, but it's not a smoothie. It's not a sour bomb. It's this tart raspberry beer that is so drinkable that changes with every sip as the beer changes temperature. It gets a little different. It, such a great beer, and they crushed it. There's a there's a weird problem in craft beer right now, and I don't think we're as bad here in Cincinnati as some other places are, but there are so many breweries that are just dumping as much fruit as they can into stuff and not even thinking about what that does to the beer itself. That's right, and that's how right. That, how that changes the, the flavor. I mean, it's really hard to do a beer with that much fruit in it and have it be good. I mean, you know, you... you or, or even like, I mean, sometimes drinkable, right? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, and and frankly, it's unhealthy. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about the health side of things, man. <laughs> with the amount of sugar that's I, being added I ignore into, ignore some of that sometimes, I mean, but but just the, uh, it just isn't as, it's, it's not as fun. In my opinion, it's where we were seven or eight years ago in craft beer with hops. Yeah, people were just dumping a lot of hops into, frankly, not great beer, and and hops were masking it. 
that's kind of where we're at right now in this industry with some people. I agree. It's not nearly as bad here as it is everywhere else yeah, or in other places, in some places. Um, but you can't just throw fruit into a bad base beer and expect it to turn out a good beer. It just yeah. turns into a fruit smoothie. Has anybody used the name Lukma Fruit or Lukma Hops in a, as a beer name? Because it's, <laughs> that's what it's like to me. It's just like, yeah. look look how much of this we threw in this beer. Look, yeah. Look, yeah. At, look at how many Snickers bars we put into the stout. Like it's, it's missing the entire point of all of this. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah I'm, we, for, I'm forever happy we don't do that. Yep, for sure. And our uh, guys are talented enough to make incredible beer without having to do that. That's right. Uh, okay, so I only have three beers left on my list, and they're all dark beers. So do you have all have anything left. left that isn't dark? Yeah, so I have a whole yeah. wheat section. Okay, come a on whole, with it. A wheat section? Yes. Wheat with a T. Wheat. Yeah. Wheat. Yeah, so, wheat. I, mean, <laughs> I, I guess I, I should say I have two wheat beers. Um, <laughs> two, I don't know if that constitutes two, as a wheat section, but I'll go with a, it. Two makes a section. <laughs> in, in, my, like, in a group of ten, In it's my totally notes a here, it's a section. It is 20%, <laughs> yeah. so go yeah. with it. Some would say a lot. Um, so, uh, Schrester, man, and this was another one for me that was really hard because I had to get, I, I love our three main wheat beers in Blanc, Bruder, and Schrester, and I'm going to get crushed for not having Bruder in here. I like Bruder you will. better. But the Schrester is just, I, I think it, it continues to grow on me, and it's one of those beers where... I find myself just picking it up more and more and more whenever we have it, and I'm, like, insanely disappointed when we don't have it anymore. It's just this incredibly drinkable wheat beer that I think packs a great amount of flavor into a very drinkable option. Um, I had to have it on here, and it's another beer that would just never get old for me. I could drink it endlessly. Uh, I have a nostalgic beer in here, too. Uh, This beer was, like, minus 500 in Vegas for me to have it on the list. Uh, Gumball Head. Yep. One of the first craft beers I ever enjoyed. Uh, I remember I picked it up, like, I, it might have been, like, right out of college or even, like, senior year of, co- of college. I picked it up because I liked the cool label on the bottle. Didn't even really know what it was and, like, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's a very unique style, too, like a hoppy wheat. Um, I don't think those come around a whole lot anymore. No, I think it's don't. kind of a. I think that I think Gumball competes with probably most wheat beers. I think a lot of wheat consumers are going to enjoy this along with the traditional wheat beers. Um, but man, I just love it. I think it's just such a great, unique craft beer that again wouldn't get old for me. And I've been on record many times for saying that wheat beers is one of my favorite categories, and these are the two representatives that are no brainers for me: Blanc and Bruder. You were in the 16. I'm sorry you didn't make the cut. <laughs> okay. See, if my wife was doing this list, it would be probably 50% wheat beers. Would it? It would just be loaded up with wheat beers. What does, do you know off the top, off rip, like what are some of her favorites? Franz Sconner is probably okay. at the top for her, but okay. um, just, I, I don't think I've ever seen her not like one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's always one of those things where, if, you know, we, we get somewhere and, and I run up to the bar to, to get us some beers. I, I always know if there's if there's a heavy on tap, then... Um, I'm sorry, Hefeweizen. There you go. Tap. That's um, good. Uh, it's it's always it's going to be good, and she's going to enjoy it. <laughs> so, no, you got some catching up to do. What Hold on, Aaron. Is that it for non-dark beers? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Noam, yeah. do you have anything um, left that's not a dark of, beer? Sort of, but yes. You do? Yes. Oh, right, I, have, I, have, I have a good section of non-dark beers. So, so you have a section. I have a section. Oh, oh yeah. A two, or, two or more. Um, I will start with... 
the well, it's it's hard to say what's the lightest. We'll say Carmen's carrot cake made my list. Oh, oh let's go! <laughs> give me give me the sound by. Uh, <laughs> No, it's not a joke. Yeah, there it is. I had the right idea. So I was. Hold on, back it up, back it up. Do the Carmen's carrot cake again, and then give me the drop. And it's Carmen's carrot cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was. I was looking to have something that was fruited, adjuncted, something that was just a little bit different than straight up traditional kind of. Beer. Love it. And Carmen's just kind of fit all the. It was very different than um, any other stuff that was popping into my head. And it's such a good beer. It is so crazy. And 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 maybe I can turn this into not just the tin beers I have for the rest of my life. I can turn it into like a meal, and it's kind of the only thing. <laughs> I, I got some food beers on here now. What an elite beer, and what a beer that like shocked all of us. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, what's next? Uh, so I. I had to throw an English mild on my list okay. because okay. that is my go-to. That is probably my favorite style of beer. Um, and I went with Fibonacci's Origin of Species. Okay. Um, so I love Fibonacci. Had to get them on the list, and they make a killer English mild. They have all these flavored ones, too. Like they have this blueberry crumble English mild that's just incredible. But mm-hmm. um, I used up my, my, my fruity kind of thing with, uh, with carrot cake. So I went with just the straight-up English mild. So nice. Origin of Species. Uh, I don't know how dark I should go here. Uh, what's a Fuji? Okay, from, from okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I know so you love com- that one. Completely different, loaded with. Uh, it's how are the ones that uh, you got gifted at the podcast? Oh, they're, still good? they're incredible. Those nice. that, that's Wawa. That's the uh, oh wrong beer. Sorry. Yeah, it's, but but similar. It's like the summer version yep, of yeah, yeah, Fuji. Yeah. Um, it's a breakfast beer. I think if you're stuck with a bunch of beer for the rest of your life, you have to have something that kind of fits. Maple and what? Uh, uh, I think maple, maple is Wawa, right? They're both, they both have maple. I think I'm getting these mixed up. They're, they're very similar. Um, Fuji is just the darker kind of uh, version of okay. Wawa. Wawa has um, vanilla, and I don't think Fuji does. I can't does. not hear Wawa and not think of Borat. Wawa, wee Wawa, Wawa, wee That's all I think This about. beer is good. <laughs> Um, I will call those my, yeah, we'll, we'll say this one is dark, even though it's not really that dark. Fuji is though, right? Uh, it's like a brown ale base or something like that. It's it's lighter. Okay. We can go to dark beers. So how many do you have left? Two. Danny? I have two. Okay. So I have three. Uh, let's just, let's just cycle down our list of everything we've said so far. Yeah. So I've got, uh, Rally Cap, Post Pilsner from Jack's Abbey. Oak Age Chalice from Crooked Stave, Sonder Oktoberfest, Schwester from Sonder, Gumball Head from Three Floyds, Hundo P from Sonder, and then Daisy Cutter from Half Acre. I've got uh, Westside's Pilsner, Blank Slate's Out and About, Taft's Gustav, uh, Sonder's Carrot Cake, Carmen's Carrot Cake, Fretboard Fuji, uh, Fibonacci's Origin Species, Alexandria's Slayer Raider, and Urban Artifact Stegosaurus. Okay. I've got uh, Pliny the Elder and You Betcha for uh, my hoppy fix, uh, Bella and Fafoon, Midwest Haze, Voss, and Oktoberfest. Okay. Um, for the record, to satisfy, if I get a hoppy urge, nobody said I couldn't go buy some hops and just toss them in a beer and let it's them a good point. You could, like, Randall right. hops through, through one of your light beers. That's right. Come on. Yes, yeah, so you, you guys knock fixed. out your, uh, your dark options. I have, a, I have a wild card here. Okay, so... 
for me, um, I will go with so two of the last three are actually not Sonder beers. Okay. Um, I'm interested to see which Sonder. Uh, I think I have an idea which Sonder beer you're going to put on. There. I don't think you do. Ooh. I actually don't think you do. I'll guess before you say it. Okay. Uh, so the non-Sonder beers, um, I have a beer on here that was um, a, from what I've heard, I don't know this because it's not a Sonder beer, uh, I heard it was basically just a, a gigantic, really happy accident. <laughs> um, and it's, for me, one of, uh, the, the, one of the coolest beers I've ever had. Is, it, is this local or not? Yes. Okay, so I, I think I know where you're going with this. Blue Melvin. Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, do you remember that beer? Of course I remember that beer. Yeah. Uh, where did you think I was going? Uh, so I was thinking uh, Identity Crisis. Oh, yeah, also a great beer. Which I yeah. think was also uh, an, an, a bit of an accident. I don't know, I, actually. I might be completely wrong on that. Uh, I mean, the name would kind of lead you to think maybe it was, right, right? which is cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that they did the upside upside down labels on that. That's me too. I, I think I think what they've done with that beer over time is just really cool. Mm. Uh, Blue Melvin for me. I remember having it. I remember the 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 smell the wax, and the wax. The wax was scented. Yep. Oh. Uh, for those that don't know, it was uh, I believe classified as a blueberry stout uh, from Fifty West, and uh, it was um, back in. Geez, Gnome, what was that, 2013 or 14 probably? Trying to look it up right now. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, Danny, a beer that... I was about to say, I've never had it, unfortunately. So the wax um, was scented. I've heard you talk about that. That's super cool. Uh, I don't have the date in my notes. Um, it was originally Agent Pappy Barrels. Did that's you know right. That? That's mm, right. Very cool. Um, just a fantastic beer. Yeah. A really, really good beer. And and again, if you, if you want to talk beer being a moment, I remember uh, drinking that beer... Uh, with Levi. I've got it. 2014. 2014, okay. June 17th, uh, 2014. Is that beer up Levi's Alley? I don't know, mm. frankly. Fair enough. We, uh, Levi, uh, who's a mutual friend of Danny and I's, and my brother-in-law, Jeff Lewis, and we were watching um, the Colts Broncos mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs. I, I mean, I vividly remember it. And uh, I think it was the playoffs. I vividly remember the moment. And uh, that beer just, just I mean... It was unreal. It was unreal. Sonder wasn't even a thought yet. Um, the business plan was written, but I didn't think it was before I was kind of like back into it. Uh, it was in 2014. And it just, man, it was just such a great beer and a really cool memory. It, some of those beers, it, it's interesting to me in my head to, uh, do you think that they would have the impact if they were released today versus when they were? Uh, Pliny kind of falls into the same category, yeah. too, where I know that it, it, to me it doesn't. Yeah, frankly, uh, it's tough for any beer to have the same impact it would have seven or eight years ago because there's just so many options now. It's, it's hard to remember what things were like it is. back then and the things that were being released. Not that the things that were being released were bad. I, I love that bottle shares are still a thing, and I think they will continue to be because of the social aspect of right. it. Uh, but hunting beer down like you used to have to do uh, is way less of a thing than it is today. By right? the way, listeners, if you are doing bottle shares, I have a seller that is continuing to grow and not get any smaller. So invite me to yours. I have some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Invite me too. I am doing a great. Jo- I'm doing a great job of adding to it currently, and not doing a good job of drinking it. Uh, it, it and and for me, the reason I added this to my list was it was. As you'll see from the next two of my dark beers, it's, it's, it fulfills a little bit of a different 
with it kind of having that blueberry, that fruited nuance to it. Yeah, yeah let's hear the other two. Um, or you want to just do one more and then go to Nob? Uh, I'll go to my next one, and then I'll give you time to think about if you want to guess what my last one is. That's a Sonder Stout. Yeah, I, this might give me a hint. Um, so uh, the next one I have is Bourbon County Coffee. Okay. Um. Also, the least shocking thing, Vegas odds on this would have also been minus money. Yeah, I, um, I, I had that as a guess for sure. Uh, Bourbon County, obviously, the, the nostalgic. nostalgic. It's with my dad. I still think, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, you hear all the time, Bourbon County, Goose Island, InBev, all this stuff. At the end of the day, that beer is, is, is still incredibly high quality. It's, it's an incredible beer, and it's just something that I get to do with my dad every year. Uh, it's it also fills my coffee fix, um, and uh, I was I, honorable mention. I was on the fence between this and Otto. Frankly, the only reason I chose this over Otto is just because of the nostalgia of mm-hmm. it being Bourbon County with my dad. I was so I had like Willet Rye family tradition like chalked in onto your top ten, and now you're swimming in my head. I'm gonna go <laughs> cinnamon habanero. Family tradition yep. as your other one. What is it? My final one is Port Barrel Family oh, Tradition. Port Barrel Family Tradition I had recently. It's, I, it's I, gas. Absolute gas. It it's is. It's been teasing me. It, I'm trying not to crack mine open. Yeah. yeah. So you have you ever had it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had it less than a month ago. So what is it? Almost a year of age now in the bottle. Uh, coming up I guess, on it. I yeah. guess eight months or so. Yeah. Still plenty of age. It is. Uh, the, the, the oak, the the wine and tannin characteristics um, have evolved so much in that beer. I mean, it is just unbelievable. I love that. It is just unbelievable. At release, and the reason this would this would stick to what you said, at release, Willet Barrel was my favorite of the five. Yeah. Ba- just base. Just right. base Willet Rye. Uh, after having that one, I, I switched. That's and awesome. It's, it's cool. So that's my list. Um, so I, I mentioned, uh, the others, but I'll just go all the way through. You guys yeah. round out your list and then list your, yours. So Pliny the Elder, uh, you betcha, Blue Melvin, Bella, Fafoon, Midwest Haze, Voss, Bourbon County Coffee, uh, Family Tradition, Port Barrel, and Sondra Oktoberfest. That's a solid list. Yeah. I mean, I, I, hey, listen, I, I jumped the gun here and told you guys that I had the best list. I don't think yours is the best, it but doesn't it's a solid suck. list. <laughs> well, uh-huh. hey, I think we should let our listeners vote on who has the best <laughs> Absolutely. list. Uh, so I have two more. I have one that's definitely a dark beer and one that I'll, I'll call a wild card, too. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> um, my, my dark one is definitely a dark beer. Mad Trees, are you ready for some darkness? The bourbon barrel aged mm. version. Okay. That beer is are you incredible. Are you coming to Bruising the Burbs on Saturday? I am. I'm doing a podcast from Bruising the Burbs. Yeah, they, uh, Matt Tree is it's one of their beers. Well, maybe I'll drink it on the show. Yeah, you should. <laughs> if for, the, for the record, this will have released after Bruising the Burbs, <laughs> ah, so shit. here we are. I was there. <laughs> it was awesome. How, how was it? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forever just outing us as recording podcasts early. <laughs> Everybody records them early. I, I try not to as much as possible just because it gets too confusing mm-hmm. and the schedule gets too difficult, but um, everybody does. It's yeah, okay. Right. Everybody knows. It's all right. Let's have the fun of podcasting. Um, do you want me to go ahead and do my wild card, too? Yeah, go for it. Uh, and so then I'll, this, I'll round us out. This is from Darkness Brewing down in, uh, in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a beer, had a beer called Sazerac Attacks. Um, it is a, a 
Sa- you said Sazerac, and Justin's eyes lit up. Oh, I did. Oh, rye, <laughs> I did. Rye barrel aged uh, Kentucky Common with all the Sazerac stuff in it, and somehow um, they managed to capture the personality of Peychaud's bitters, which I don't even know what flavor that is, but they nailed it. But if you know, you know. Um, there's there's a lot of cocktail-inspired beers, which um, we could definitely talk about, <laughs> and it's a lot of them fall short. A lot of people, uh, when you put the name of the cocktail on there, I want to have something that reminds me of that cocktail, um, and, and a lot of them just don't. You know. I love, I love, I've been experimenting a lot at home with cocktail uh with cocktails involving beer, so so beer cocktails, um, I'm just a huge fan of it. I love it. <laughs> I've been doing a lot with tequila um, because I think tequila is a very underappreciated spirit. Um, spoiler alert: We'll be doing some stuff here with that. So, um, obviously, the easy uh, the easy marriage is Adela with with tequila, but right. we do a lot of. Uh, I've been doing a lot of really cool stuff. Um, in addition to that. So I'm excited to share some of that later. All right. Now I'm your wild card. Hit us. Uh, that was the wild card. That That's was the, the wild card. Yeah, that was the wild oh, card. Oh, that makes sense. Because it, it's not super dark. It's just, it's, a, right, right, it's right. definitely, it's a cocktail inspired beer. Because if I've got 10 beers on tap, I'm probably not drinking a lot of cocktails. Um, okay. So the way I viewed this selection was uh, I personally have a bottle of bourbon at home that is exclusively for like, you know, celebrations or, you know, a really good friend comes that you haven't seen him in a while. You share like a pour with them. Uh, this would be mine for me. Um, macadamia family tradition. Ooh. It blew my absolute socks off. I, uh, man, all of those beers were so good, but the macadamia family tradition was, I could drown in it and die a happy man. It was just unbelievable. Um, just a stupidly good beer. Um, I loved it. It was the perfect amount of toasted coconut, macadamia nuts, cocoa flavor. Uh, it would just never get old, man. And like I said, it would be that type of thing where it's definitely the least drink beer out of my 10, but it's the one that comes out for special occasions and just is shared with some friends and is a really good special occasion beer just because I could see myself like pouring a two ounce taster all the time of it but like the amount of times I'm having like a 10 ounce that's what would be so fun of something on tap like that yeah okay I'm gonna call I'm gonna call BS on this (laughs) if you have that on tap in your house you're drinking 10 ounces of it almost every day I don't care what you say you to me right to, now. You would also have to check me into rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I think. It, I mean, it's like candy in a glass in the best way possible. It's preposterously good. I think you would drink way more of it than you're giving yourself credit for. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous for this last one. Oof. Okay. You guys are going to crush me for this. I cheated. What does that mean? I have a seasonal tap. I know what you have. Can I guess? Uh, four, it's four beers that are only available. It's got a rotating tab. <laughs> okay, you can't do that. I need to hear it first because I might, I might allow it. Is this your last beer? It is my last beer. Okay, let me tell you what I would have thought you would have put here. Okay. The Vegas money, if we're going to continue this theme, the mi- you would add, like, it would have been like minus 250, you would have put Great Lakes Christmas Ale on your list. So that's, that's my winter seasonal. Oh, no, see, <laughs> now, now, now I'm, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> you absolutely cheated. You cannot do this. I wanted to gauge your guys' reaction. It didn't go well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this so, is ridiculous. So I will go with Great Lakes Seasonal. 
<laughs> I will I will give three honorable mentions here in a second, but um, I mean, for a lot of reasons, I had to put Great Lakes Seasonal on this list. Uh, Great Lakes Christmas Ale, sorry. Um, my I mean, da- that's that's your equivalent to my fam- uh, Bourbon yeah. County, right? My dad and I go to the tap room during the holidays every year. We get a pint of it, pints of it, I should say, grab dinner. Uh, I've actually, they've started doing barrel-aged versions of it in the last couple of years, which are also very tasty. It's a unique, you know, Christmas ale style beer with a little bit of oak to it. Um, love it. And, you know, I don't, it's, it's not even remotely close to like the top 10 beers of all time for me. I love it, but um, my dad would have killed me if I only had 10 beers to drink for the rest of my life and we couldn't have had Great Lakes together. So, I love that. I yeah. love that. Uh, I did have a fire rotating seasonal tap, though. <laughs> it was going to be first cut mango IPA All my from are rotating. Uh, <laughs> Bell's Oberon, and yeah, then I just Anger ro- Oktoberfest. I, I just rotate all ten of my taps every season. I knew I was going to cr- get crushed for that, but I had to shoot. I, just have, I actually have 40 beers right. on my ten taps. Uh, I knew that was not going to go well, but I had to try. <laughs> if you had started this whole – it was your idea – you know, you, it's you're true. The I, know, I, was, I, I thought about went, playing the like, "Hey, this is my game card." You could have, <laughs> you could have given us some heads up and said, "Hey, each one of you pick tap. one rotating tap." I thought Seasonals. about it. Seasonals would have been fun. Yeah, I thought about it. I could have nailed some of that. Yeah, you know what? I blame you for this catastrophe. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> Shooter's got to shoot. <laughs> Speaking of which, this beer is gas. Yeah. So the latest beer that we just poured pulls from the fooder uh, apricot. apricot. Is it apricot or apricot? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it? I say apricot, but I don't know that that is. I don't know correct. which one I say. Frankly, I know we what I just we were, said. We were struggling on the last podcast to say words. Uh, words are hard sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so. uh, is it a roof or roof? It, it is a roof. <laughs> <laughs> roof. I don't what, actually know which one I say. Ohio. Either. It's a roof. <laughs> I guess it's a roof because I think of the roof. The roof is <laughs> gone. You don't right. say the roof. The roof. Is <laughs> <laughs> Although, you're, you're adding a syllable uh, per roof. From now and it's on, not going I will. Well. <laughs> Although, I think, in fairness, I think I say roof sometimes. They're up on the roof. In, I don't know that I feel passionately about um, either one. No, I don't think I ever say roof. The only one that gets ir- gets me irrationally mad think. is bagel. People don't actually say that. Though. I dated a girl in college that said bagel, and oh, I wanted to jump off. There's the no way she actually thought bagel. it was bagel. I'm not she was me. testing you. West yeah. Side, yeah, yeah, yeah. West yeah. Side of Cincinnati, man, bagel. There's. Mm-mm. I promise you. The I only can't w- make it up. The ones that bother me, like Warsh is one that bothers me a lot. Yeah, there's throw, no R. Throwing the R in there. Yep. Wait, hold on. What's the correct? Wash. Oh, okay. I didn't even know what you were saying. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, hold you, on. You, you, don't... Said, you said Warsh, and I was like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> you don't People say, say Warsh? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Warsh your dishes. Oh. You've never heard that? No, that's why I was so confused. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. even know like what the correct version of the word is. Your entire is. Kentucky audience right now is getting very angry. I was like, yes, it is. It's wash. You wash your clothes. <laughs> what do you do if you don't wash them? You can't, <laughs> dro- you can't drop random Shout out to Kentucky. Words. It's a joke. I know. <laughs> or Southern Indiana, where I grew up. Bas- basically Kentucky. <laughs> Whoa. 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 Cool. I'm a Hoosier. I'm not a wildcat. Watch yourself. Uh, no, uh, let's just kind of wrap up as we, we have some beer to drink here. As we wrap up here, what, what's your current take? I mean, you're the voice of Cincy Craft. What's your take on where Cincinnati Craft Beer is today? So 
I am not the voice of Cincy Craft. Self-proclaimed. I, you say no, no, no. in no, your he, intro. He, he's right. He's I right. try to clarify this as much as I can. He has the voices of Cincy Craft on this, his podcast. The show is the voice of Cincy Touché, Craft. Touche. That's fair. The people yeah. on the show are the voice of Cincy Craft. Okay, that's fair. I am a conduit for them to... <laughs> I like it. I like what's happening right now. <laughs> but... All the buzzwords. What, what was the question again? <laughs> what, what's your take or what's your feeling on where... Cincinnati craft beer is today as a, as a as a society as a group as a community I am in love with where things are going I think that I I don't want to say that covid was good but I think it definitely lit a fire under a lot of people that didn't have a fire lit under them it tied a lot of people together that maybe weren't tied together before it reminded people that this is a community and we're all in this together and that togetherness uh, made me feel something that I hadn't felt for a while. And um, I feel good coming coming out of it, hopefully, knock on wood, everybody, um, that we're getting, we're getting back to that. We're getting back to that experience of what craft beer was, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, whatever you want to Do you think say. it ever can be where it was? It's different, but yeah, yeah. The, the things that we love about craft beer can definitely be, again... I think. Um, so, so what is that? So, what what are the things you love about about beer? The experience, you yeah. know, the you, community obviously is very important to craft beer. You know, the fact that uh, breweries can get together can, uh, you know, we 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 did that logger show at Fretboard, and which was you, a blast, by the way. Thanks you, for having me. You you sit there at that table and you look back and forth, and you've got you know nine different breweries sitting there drinking each other's beer. And if you guys knew how much editing I had to do on that show to cut out all of the side conversation, (laughs) these little, hey, man, this is is really good. Yeah. This this beer's really good. Why'd you dry out this one? This is really good. (laughs) Like, the whole time, because people are just enjoying sitting at a table. Yeah, our side of the table is having some side conversations, for sure. And just just drinking beer together. And, like, that, to me, is, is what it's about. It's about... About sitting at a table with somebody, having a beer with them, and just shooting the shit, and just 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 drinking like that's we 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 forgot we were chasing fruity pebble beers for too long. We we forgot what this is about. It's um, it's it's a it's a really simple thing. Yeah. <laughs> if that if that makes any sense. Uh, so I gotta ask because it took you a really long time to even talk about this. Okay. But it's a thing, and it's not going away, and it's becoming more of a thing every day. Okay, seltzer. Um, don't I, don't. Hey, I saw you just roll your yeah, eyes. So that people that people not and that people listening on radio I, can't see. I still do not understand seltzer. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. I don't get it. But I fully recognize that it's a thing, and yeah. that there are people drinking it. I am fascinated with why they're drinking it. I don't know that everybody is drinking it for the same reasons, and I, I am. I, I think there's five or six different reasons why people drink it. Frankly, but yeah, I think absolutely. I think some of those reasons are uh, very misguided, almost like there's there's people tricking consumers into thinking that, that it's healthy and that it's, it's not healthier than than drinking other things, and it's 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 really not. There you can get some. A, some are. Some are. Yeah. If you're, you know, going back to the fruity pebbles, you know, Snickers yeah. bar. Yes, drinking a seltzer is healthier than drinking that beer. 
but there is beer out there that is healthier than drinking that seltzer. That's well, some seltzer. Drinking drinking a if you just walk up to the bar and you say, "Hey, can I just can I get a uh, you know, a, a bourbon on the rocks?" Guess what? It's just as healthy as that seltzer that you're drinking. Well, that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and for sure. Like it's actually so, probably healthier. Yeah. yeah, and it and it tastes better. Like there's D- it, depending on depending on on what you deem to be healthy, right? Right. Uh, I think, uh, if nothing else, and I, I think here's here is the, you know, look, we are uh, <laughs> we are thirty somethings men here sitting here drinking beer, something we love, right? And and right. and we've we've, you know, kind of, for a lack of better terms, grown up on this idea that um, this is something that that is community for us. It's a society we love it. I think the reality is what seltzer is becoming um, is a conduit for people to, um, in early legalized drinking age, be something that they're just trained to drink. Right. Uh, it's replacing. It's, it's, light beer. it's replacing the light beer for for a lot of people. But that's to me that's a slap in the face of what light beer can be. Also, well, there you know it's, all, then, it's also. See, I look at it as uh, not so much a slap in the face as I do um, just, a, 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 frankly, a challenge for us to, um, us meaning craft beer as a society, to coexist with it. Sure. I oddly think that there are a large segment of people that were enjoying alcohol, not for the taste, but for the effect for a what? Really, for, for, <laughs> for a really long time, yes, and have now found an avenue of something that they do enjoy. Yeah, I think there's a ton of people out there that were drinking light beer because they like to get buzzed, they like to relax, they like to you know even get drunk, um, or they were drinking a lot of spirits because that's what they that was their avenue of getting drunk, getting buzzed, um, and now they've found something a segment that does fit what they're looking for. And I don't know that that's anyone's fault. It's just... I don't know. even think it's a bad thing. I think it's I know, just I the reality, right? I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I, but I, I will take it a step further, Danny. We've all heard this. Everybody has heard this, right? When you first... When you drink your first beer, I, I don't care what age it was. When you drink your first beer... I didn't enjoy my first somebody beer. Tells you, somebody tells you what? I loved my first taste of beer. So, <laughs> mine was a Coors Light. I still remember it. Mine was, mine was a Budweiser. MGD. Nice. nice. And I, I loved it. What, is, what does what does somebody tell you? Somebody tells you it's what? An acquired taste, right? You, everyone's heard it. We've all heard it. And I beer, said, beer is acquired. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, frankly, you're in the minority, right? Sure. Uh, but because we've all heard it, right? Beer is an acquired taste. You know what? You know what, Danny, to your point, what's different about seltzer? It tastes like LaCroix. There's nothing acquired it about doesn't, it. No, it doesn't taste like LaCroix. There's still LaCroix. To me, still tastes better than most of the seltzers that are out there out there on the market. Like it's, but but it's from it's cut from the same cloth, right? You you understand what I mean? I don't. There's nothing you have to acquire about it. I don't buy that the, that the majority of those people that are drinking seltzer because they didn't really like the light beer that they were drinking or the wine that they were drinking or the the cider that they were drinking or whatever the, the trendy thing that they were grabbing at the bar was. I don't buy that they like seltzer. I. Th- not saying that the people that are drinking seltzer don't like it, but I don't think the majority of people that are drinking seltzer really enjoy their drink. 
They just want I do. a drink. I do. I, I've had enough experiences of people saying, I don't like beer, but I'll drink this. I, I don't, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's a cop-out answer. I don't know. I just know that uh, it's something that isn't going, it's, so it's not a not your fa- father's root beer fad, right? right? It's not going away. Right. Um, to your point, I would say for me, the frustrating part is the misinformation. Uh, that's, that's the only thing I would say that's frustrating is that, is that when people think they're drinking something healthy that maybe isn't, uh, and nobody's going out of their way to tell them that it's not. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm fine with it. Frankly, I love, I love the idea that, um, it's more of an opportunity for small business to compete with big market. Sure. Uh, you know, or, or big consumption. If there is a product that people are drinking, there should be places here in town that are making that product. Yep. I believe that 100%. Sorry to put you on the spot. I just know it's a hot button, and, and we always talk about it, right? So I just wanted to get, get you behind the mic and I do, and I, and I will drink. I, I will drink seltzer. I do not find myself like if it's a weekend and i'm kicking my feet up and i'm by the pool i'm not grabbing a seltzer like it just never happens so i'm not i'm not a not a fizz head as i call them the seltzer fans sure um however i you know for research purposes i will definitely down whatever my wife brings into the house and try it (laughs) and there are some that are better than others um but i still i still prefer just regular seltzer regular beer no, I, if if no, talking about seltzer, regular non-alcoholic seltzer. Oh, okay. I prefer that over any hard seltzer that I've ever I got come across. I got gotcha. you. I thought you were going to say I still prefer no. just a light yellow I mean, fizzy I, beer. I, I do, but you know, than, that's, than a that's seltzer. But that's a different conversation, yes. right? Um, I I have one thing that I need to. So two weeks ago, um, my favorite co-host Olivia from Kings Island was on the show, and I was yelling at the radio. You guys are debating Son of Beast. We need to talk about this. So, <laughs> All right, let's clarify let's, it. Let's, 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 let's lay this out. The track itself is a section of wood sandwiched in between the metal that was the loop and the metal that sits on top of the track. Yes. It is a it is surface on a wooden track. The track was wooden. The, the roller coaster was a wooden roller coaster with a loop. I accept. Okay, that's it. That's all I need. I just needed to say it because I was yelling at my radio. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a wooden roller coaster. It is. It is. No, no, it's just wood outside of the metal. No, it's the track itself is is wood. The the track it is a piece of metal, metal, wood in the middle. There's there's metal bolts on every wooden roller. There's there's always going to be metal on a on a roller coaster. It's going to happen. Again, the wheels we, did, we, did, are metal. we just need to actually do some research and figure out what the guidelines are. That's the research. The track is wood. The track is made of wood. Is it though? Yes, the the hundred percent confirmed. You know for a fact. I know for a fact. That's what made wow. it. A, that's what made it a wooden roller coaster. I'm a. Oh. If I did not have a Who, beer, are blog, you an acer? <laughs> are you an acer? No, but if I did, <laughs> if you're an acer, aren't you? I'm not. Are you on the Kings Island Facebook group? That's like the crazies. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, so, that's not a bad thing. Yes. I'm crazy about a lot of things. If so. I did not spend every waking moment writing about beer, I would probably write about Kings Island. I am a Kings Island nut. I Stop love it. roller I coasters and you. Kings Island specifically because it's my. Home did you park. try the blue ice cream beer? Um, I did. Do you like it? I like it. I like it a lot. Good. I didn't get to try it at Kings Island because I have kids and uh, my <laughs> life is chaotic. And we got to get the collab of the century and get Gnome and Olivia on a podcast. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, 
Let's do it. Olivia, if you're listening, let's test. She better be see, listening. Let's test and see if she actually, she claims she listens. Yeah, hey, Olivia, shoot us a message if you listen to this. Yep, yep. Hey. We should uh, also do it at King's Island. Ooh. We need to do a podcast at King's Island. I mean, Why have we not thought to do that in the past? Let's do it. All right, Oli- all right don't, don't say anything to Olivia. Let's see if she listens. Olivia, if you're listening, reach, get, get at us. And let's I've get it said on the like books. five different avenues on how you can get a hold oh, of me. Oh, she at this point. she knows how to get a hold of us. <laughs> right? She can get she can get to first of all, Brad sees her twice a week. Right. So uh all right, let us know. We'll see if she listens. Um you wanna hit the last segment? Let's do it. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band in some college town bar where it's not a guitar? Is it something to get you I don't know why, but that time it hit different. I just wanted to keep listening to the song that time. It does hit. Usually I just I'm ready to I'm ready to move forward, but that time I was I was feeling a vibe. I listen to my podcast in like 1.5 speed, so it always feels very strange. To, it's like it's really slow. What's going on? Right. That's, funny. That's good. Uh, you want to kick us off, now? Uh Sure. Uh, am I supposed to do like a new song or one that I've just been listening to? Because I don't either, yeah. either one. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you, you whatever you're feeling very differently depending on context but are, you, are you saying we're not consistent you're very inconsistent with everything <laughs> well we're consistently inconsistent right. uh, fact i have been it's it's hot outside it's summertime it's july uh i cannot get enough of 311 sunset in july Ooh, 311 Great that's song. this might be our first 311 call out on the podcast that's a good song I've, good 311 band. bangs great band and um the the song just in any situation, I can be sitting by the pool, I can be driving in the car, I can be, you know, just kind of kicking back at the end of the night, sitting on the porch with a beer. It just it just keeps hitting perfect for me. So, Do you have that one queued up as our outro? Yes, I can. Um, mine is a super old song, but for whatever reason, I've been listening to it a lot lately. Um, I love listening to this song. So when I golf, uh, I'll throw on, like, kind of music in this genre while I'm golfing, but the weight... By the band, yeah, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, I've been listening to the crap out of that song. Um, you know that song, right, Dan? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, just making sure it's possible that you didn't. <laughs> uh, also, for the record, I know you guys are Spotify guys. Apple Music has all the crap that Spotify has. I use Apple Music, but Apple oh. Music, Apple Music, you know, no, Apple Music's Again, curated playlists stink. They are not. You have to put the time into it. Just but like I don't have to put the time into Spotify. You did? No. No. I, when I listen to music, it curates playlists for me based on what I listen to, not what I harden. Uh, Apple Music does that too. But it stinks. It doesn't stink. It's great. <laughs> it, it, I use Apple Music. I love you, Apple. <laughs> if you want to sponsor my show, give me a <laughs> um, Well, To be fair, I'll switch from, I'll switch from Spotify <laughs> right now if Apple wants to sponsor my podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I got another like jam band song, uh, Thousand Miles from Georgia. Okay. Uh, just another song that I think I found it on my uh, Spotify. Funny enough, I think I found it on my Spotify uh, curated playlist. I wonder if Apple would have recommended that for you. Right. 
<laughs> Who knows? Maybe I would have never found it if I'd been on Apple. Something tells me Love you, you probably wouldn't have. Tim Cook, you're my hero. Love you, man. <laughs> Uh, Gnome, is there anything uh, is there anything else that you want to share here before we outro? No, I, I love what you guys are doing here. I think that uh, Sonder Stories is a really fun idea, Thank and you. Um, I, I just appreciate it a lot. And um, just more episodes, just keep them rolling. Thanks for being a part no, of it, man. Yeah, thanks for no hiatuses, no no couple weeks off. We're trying to be a little bit better. Been doing about good. That. We're cooking, keep them cranking out. Yeah. I think that if you had Olivia from Kings Island as a co-host, she could keep you guys online. Hey, let's let's get a let's get a, the collab of the, the spot the podcast collab of the century. Yeah, I almost said Spotify. Oh, <laughs> we can't play it on Apple. It's because you. It's because Sonder Green is very similar to Spotify. That's Green, true. That's that a good point. Maybe it's just a subconscious <laughs> thing. Um, thank you guys. Uh, this is really cool. I always love getting to hang out with you. We've been trying to do it for a long time. Um, it's good to do it over a few beers. What do you think of the French seventy five? Oh, cocktail? it's delicious. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. I've had it on draft. This is my first time from a bottle. It's well, super tasty. Tag on it. The the narrow path beer was really good. Yeah, also, I enjoyed that as well. Shout out to uh, Chad Powers if he listens. Yeah, I don't it, think he does. It's uh, underappreciated how great some of the stuff that they're doing is down there. I completely agree. They're actually confirmed they're going to be pouring beer at our Oktoberfest. Awesome. So pretty excited when about I'm, that. When I'm busy making a podcast and I'm like waving my arms around and you guys are at, you know, this, this post after, it doesn't make any sense. Hopefully you brought me a beer because I will need one. We'll, we'll bring you a beer. <laughs> but you should also do a podcast from our Oktoberfest in September. That might happen. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered Lederhosen this year. Ooh, yes! Okay. Chase will be happy with it. Yes! Uh, Alright, let's cue up that Lederhosen. song. I gotta get beer in my glass. This is a big problem. Chase would be very mad at me. Have you ever seen 311 in concert? No. I haven't either. This was a blast, guys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you.